Oh, I'm Gareth. I'm Richard. And uh, we're here with another APPC podcast. Uh, yeah, again, I found, sound really woolly. I've been finding that a lot recently. I'm, I'm concerned Damn. that I've put too much distortion into it or something. Mm. I don't know how or why or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. We're going to... Uh, I don't know how I'm editing this. So at some point we're talking about the new Tom York album. But first, I think we're going to warm up with Spider-Man because yeah. I think you might actually like to talk about it to get your mind off a terrible night at work. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's not going to bother me for too long because uh, I'll forget that woman never existed. Uh, <sighs> I do that with most people. Yeah. One second before we get going. I need my coffee and it's outreach. Yeah. People are overrated. So. I said that to a child yesterday. He looked at me very strange. <laughs> It's because children aren't normally told the truth, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What do you think of the new Spider-Man, then? I I really did enjoy it. Um, yeah. I think mainly... For um, Mysterio, mm-hmm. I think they absolutely nailed that character. Yep. Um, just spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... I saw a lot of complaints about going, oh, it's not a great Spider-Man movie or whatever. But I, for, I think it's exactly what it was meant to be, though. Because, I say, we've had a lot of seriousness with Endgame and things. Yes. Um, and this was just enough to get back to the more, it's a kind of buddies kind of movie, but all, with serious stuff as well, getting over grief yeah. and things. And um, I just, I think... Padding out the other characters a bit more as well, which you need to for a mm-hmm. expanded universe. So, yeah. What about that uh, subplot that Happy's now dating May? Yeah, that's all good. <laughs> She's insane, obviously. Yeah, he's also aged five years in the blip. Oh, I suppose he did, yeah, because he didn't. Yeah, she did though. She, no, she didn't, because no. that's, that's literally mentioned at the beginning. Oh. She said, uh, "When I came back, I was in a stranger's house, and they were screaming at me, even though it was my house." Oh, so she did. Yeah, she, she blipped. Yeah, he didn't. The only people yeah. who didn't blip in this film apparently were Martin Starr, who they didn't age up, who plays yeah. the young teacher. Yeah, and we say young because he's younger than us. Yeah, um, I think from what he was saying. What's his name? J.B. J. Smoove from Curb Your Enthusiasm. The other teacher. All right, okay. I think he didn't blip he either. Didn't blip, yeah. But he is looking at least a little bit grey nowadays. Yeah. And um, that one child uh, yeah, who, they, <laughs> who they mentioned. I mean, yeah. it's almost a joke, right? Though, I was torn, right? What's his name? I always get his name wrong. From Grand Budapest to Hotel. He plays Flash Thompson. Yeah. Um... I can't remember he's drinking champagne at one point and she says he's not 21 he's 16 because the blip yeah but everyone seems to talk to her like it's a joke yeah. like well done yeah he deserved that and so I'm then torn as to whether he in fact is 21 and still at school for some reason <laughs> but it's also depends which country they were in at the time I don't know what the... Well, they hadn't taken off, remember, at that time. No, no, they were still... No, they were... Literally, the plane hadn't taken off when he's drinking champagne. So it's 21. Plane rules are different. <laughs> plane rules are... I mean, let's say yeah. facts. When he's in Italy, Spider-Man doesn't drink. He has yeah. a lemonade that's even mentioned when he's in yeah. the bar. Yeah, that's fair enough for him, but you'd think Flash is a bit... Can... I'm just he's saying, in more... Italy, it's 16, right? Yeah. Well, it's fine. Yeah. But Flash is different. He's... Used to flex. He was up. He was up in like first class or something as well. Do you know it wasn't until the end when uh, the chauffeur's holding up his surname that I realised he's got the same name as me. All oh, right, yeah, Tom's, 
<laughs> like, oh yeah, okay. Uh, so they're kind of are they edging towards him being like instead of uh, what's his face, his pal dude becoming goblin things. What was his name? Osborne. Oh no, there's no way in hell. There's no uh, way in hell he's going to become. No, he's comic relief. He yeah. gets dick punched. Oh, but even then, you could just could not do a series goblin. Just can make him a fucked up one or something. Make him a hobgoblin. No, that's never going to happen. Yeah. I'm not saying there's no goblins in these movies, yeah. but theoretically, at the minute, until they get the paperwork sorted out, they've only got one left. Yeah. I mean, he's only got a contract for uh, a Spider-Man trilogy plus three others, and he's done the three others. Yeah. So if they want him to do an event, considering they are, at one point, he's using, like, Minority Report VR, like, fucking Tony Stark. Like, literally like Tony Stark. Yeah. Towards the end, you go, if you want him to be the next, like, number one in your universe, you probably want to sort a contract out with Sony pretty fucking quick. Yeah. So apparently we are supposed to be getting something in the next couple of weeks, sort of them planning out their... Or well, revealing what the, their plan is for the phase. But then they did that last time and obviously we never got the Inhumans movie they were all talking about. Yeah, true story. As well, but, well, no, we uh, got the TV show, which was fucking awful. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's probably just well we didn't get a movie. Yeah. Because so. they spent no money on it. Yeah. And one of the most charismatic men of all time, they, what's his name? Anson Mount. He played Pike in the second season yeah. of Star Trek Discovery. They didn't let him talk, obviously, because he played thingy. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's the only thing he's got going for him. I mean, he's not like he looks like a dog or nothing, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Um. Anyway. Yeah. I do have I have some issues. Oh, no. Okay. Most ballsy thing about this Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. bringing back J.K. Simmons as J.J. Yeah, Jones. I came oh. back and I was just like, no fucking way. <laughs> well, I, I knew that was coming. Um, I had heard. I'd had that sort well, of spoiled. That's why me. I wanted to see it because I wanted to know what they did because I knew mm. they had to get rid of the wig. Yeah. Right? And all they did was, well, because he shaves his head in real life, so yeah. they gave him like side wig, like but with two. Horseshoe but, of hair or something. Yeah, but, but with like two tones so you can still see the J. Jonah Jameson like white sides. Yeah. And good. it is. And the weird thing is, I suppose, he's, uh, what's his name? He's Alex Jones, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's literally dressed like Alex Jones. They kind of did that in the... And they um, even say that in this universe, I'm sorry, but in this universe, they say the Daily Bugle is, like, infamous. They literally, they don't describe it like a reputable paper. They describe it like Infowars. (laughs) Well, that's in, in like, the the game for the PlayStation 4. Mm -hmm. Um, Three, four, yeah, four. Um, I've got it. I couldn't remember what the number was. Um, yet it pops up like a podcast every now and again while you're sort of scouting about you get new episodes up and it's very much him just going, everything's a fucking conspiracy, everything's fun. So it, it makes more sense, I suppose, in this climate to not be the serious paper yeah. that it wasn't depicted as and other stuff for it more to go, hey, it's all fake news and shit, like National Enquirer or something. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. And then um, the after credits. Yeah, and then the... Ev- I mean, I don't know if this is more baller or... D- uh, this bit... As I say, this was spoiled for me, but I don't really care. But the person spoiled it incorrectly, almost. Because oh. from the vibe I picked up, I thought they were working with Mysterio. And that is very much not the case. All right, okay. They're just <clears throat> incompetent. Yeah. You know what's... Um, <laughs> 
so the aftercourt's with Nick Fury mm-hmm. in space. Yeah. Um, do you like my little Easter egg in my, my message to you? Because I said it was a sneak peek, but I spelled peek wrong. No. No. Uh, well, I didn't I notice. Did, I did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. I thought that was I thought I was being clever. You went, I just glanced at it and assumed because you write a hundred typos. Yeah, now. that's what I thought. Well, I thought that. I thought you'll think this is autocorrect, but I'm actually being sneaky here and telling you <laughs> that I, well, it looks like they're building the peak in space. So. Mm. Oh. Well. So I, was, I thought it was pretty <clears throat> clever. It was, was very, too clever. I was clever. very pleased with myself. Yeah, you were so clever that I did just glance at it. But also, <laughs> you probably texted me at like three in the morning. Yeah, so I probably yeah, just looked at it and went, probably. yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, because Talos and Sauron are chilling out on Earth. Yeah. A uh, a woman whose name I can only remember because of the bread. Sauron. Oh. Drop an (laughs) E. Well, I um, I actually felt bad because I initially, when I was thinking about it, like, even in my head, kept calling her Talos' wife. Well, yeah, I could Uh, not remember it. And so I had to go on Wikipedia just to put myself at ease. Yeah. But, um... So what happened between Captain Marvel and him in the last thirty years? Because when Nick Fury, when Spider-Man is asking about heroes, yeah. and he says Captain Marvel, Nick Fury says, "Don't evoke her name." To I think him, quite angrily. <laughs> well, uh, no. that's not what a nice person says, isn't it? That's not what a sane person says. Uh, and I do. That's the other thing. I do like that Nick Fury's general incompetence is put down to the fact that he's not Nick Fury. Just yeah. That he falls for everything. True. So now even I fell for the bit where Nick Fury's killed. Oh, yeah. And then he's not killed. And then I was like, what? And then, because I thought he was the only one in there other than Spider-Man who wasn't. Yeah, because they do a sort of, it is yeah. kind of clever when he sees uh, Hill dissolve yeah. sort of thing. It's like, oh, shit. But then obviously Blast. that's just another layer so yeah. he can... Oh, I just don't know. Trying to cover any other issues. Oh, I, 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 I mean, yeah, I only wrote down a list of issues, but not, like, not like, because I hated it. Yeah, what Stan has done to Talos, diddly diddly. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so is Hill in space as well? You don't see her. Because if she's not, yeah. why would she not be? Yeah, she must be on Because it's not like, sorry, you know, it's not like Fury and Hill are. Uh, 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 kissing each other, like, no. and then people walking and go, "Oh, I'm sorry." You know, maybe. <laughs> how good would that be for a third time? You walk into a room and Fury's got his trousers around his ankles. <laughs> it's not what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> We're just having a closer look at human genitalia. It's weird. <laughs> what do you mean, human, Maria? Uh, Nothing. <laughs> I think there's a because I, I think there is at one point where he does sort of slip up where he says to. Spider-Man, but oh, your planet or something mm-hmm. when he's Fury. So there's kind of hints in there, but yeah. you miss them. It's quick and glossed over. Um, yeah, the outing of Peter Parker at the end. I think that's just to mirror the end of the first one where it's... Well, no, but I don't quite understand what it would get anyone. No. Right? If Mysterio is dead, because at the well, end they go... You know, uh, Edith is like, is, is he gone? She's like, there are no projections, right? Yeah. Or there's no drones. And he's like, cool. But then as, as soon as she says that, it cuts to the guy that goes, what, a projection 100% complete. Yeah. 
I think it's. <laughs> But see, it does. I mean, see, it's good because it sort of mirrors the end of Homecoming for kind of him going, oh fuck, when it was May going, oh fuck, when she, or what the fuck. Yeah. And it also mirrors, obviously, the end of Iron Man 1 mm-hmm. with him, well, Iron Man voluntarily coming out as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Whereas here it's kind of, well, it's forced on him. Not, well, ki- not kind of anything. It's sort of catching up with Civil War, I suppose, yeah, plotline, because he came out yeah. in that. So now everyone's going to go and go, but then let's kill his aunt. I was going to say, but then everyone died. <laughs> yeah. Is that around the time that MJ got Space AIDS? And by Space AIDS, I mean Spider AIDS. <laughs> Did she? I can't remember. Yeah, do you remember he killed her with his uh, radioactive semen? Ugh. And he's holding the grave and he's weeping. <laughs> There's a famous cover that's insane. Not as insane mm. as that uh, Superman cover that time where it's Lois's grave and he doesn't seem to give a fuck. <laughs> well, Superman's always been an asshole. <laughs> That's my, um, mm. Yeah, why is Aunt May cool with him being Spider-Man now? I mean, she definitely didn't seem cool about it at the end of the last movie. And yeah, I mean, at least you went to a funeral with him, but yeah. that doesn't cheer anyone up. But I think She's in very high spirits concerned they just came back from a funeral, for a yeah. matter of fact. You just... You've just got to get on with it. Got to remain positive. Can't unbe Spider Man. I don't know. <laughs> unbe. Uh. I suppose she also. I mean, it's it's a charity she works for, but that charity does at one point get five hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that helps. I mean, it's nice that her and Happy are hooking up, but it does feel a little dirty inside that he gives her <laughs> half a billion dollars. Hey, you do what you do. You do what you got to do. It's Marissa told me I mean, after he, all. So he does go out of his way to say it's from Pepper. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm not yeah. really being creepy. I'm just. No. Saying. Um. <laughs> here's how picky I got in in that scene where they're in the bar. Yeah, and it's not really a bar. Mm-hmm. The music they are playing. <laughs> I think called malice. Is a terrible malice by the Jam. Now I'm not saying. You wouldn't listen to that in Prague. What I'm saying is they bought that to play in London and had nowhere to put it and had spent the money. Yes. <laughs> it does. It did seem like an odd choice. I do remember sitting in the theatre going, what are they trying to say with the music in the background? Am I reading too much into this? The answer was yes. Because <laughs> um, I'm just like, this must mean something. Mm. And I know obviously there's malice from... Mysterio to him, and he's tricking them everything. But even then, no, that's no. too on the nose. So Here's the second layer. Yeah. Literally, obviously, one of his mates put that song on, mm-hmm. and they just made a mistake, and it was just a bad choice. <laughs> the weird thing is, though, that song stands out because every other place they play a cliched song, as in, yeah. and I don't mean cliched, but I mean if they're in Italy, they play music in Italian, and if they're yeah. in <laughs> You know what I mean? And then they get there and they play Tangle Mouse. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's real because it's like an old timey sort of pub thing. So it's more of a setting you would expect in London sort of thing. <laughs> Stereotypically. Yeah. But, yeah. It doesn't work. Maybe it's a not a reshoot, but a CGI flibbity flop. And it, at one point, maybe it was London. Mm. I mean, you can change the music while you do that. Yeah. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't have any time, so he gets one speech speech. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
It's a damn good speech. <laughs> it really is. Just because also oh. not only is it good, it shows that he has gone instantly power mad. Yeah, and it shows that he does not care about anyone else, even <laughs> though he is smart enough to like put them in a very quick second. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'll rule the world with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's or whatever it was. There was a thing that. When he does, like, when they're in that pub as well. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, he's still supposed to be protecting his identity at this point. But he is in a pub in the spider stealth suit, just with his mask off, next to the man dressed as Mysterio. Well, there's too much of that in the film. Yeah. The bit where he's talking to Happy and he turns around, walks through the door to walk out to the public and the mask goes back oh, on. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're halfway out of the stage before it's on. Yeah. So. <sighs> And as I say, maybe in, maybe not only are they doing Civil War, maybe they're doing the the Matt Murdock, everyone knows he's Daredevil kind of trope without Daredevil. Yeah. Which is a little cunty because they just got him back. Maybe they should just wait a year or two yeah. and do a Daredevil. But I don't think you can. He's too violent. It really doesn't fit with the ethos. Yeah. Unless they have, because they like, want it all to be MCU. Yeah. You'd have to have like a subgenre. You know, like like bring back Marvel Knights or something yeah. like that. But and have that and can get, yeah. get a Punisher movie on the go. Well, that's the other thing, isn't it? Oh. You want more Punisher. Yeah. John Berthnell's great. Bethnal. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter about pronunciation. Yeah. You want one, but if it's less than a 15. I mean, can it's, you imagine yeah. that as a 12? There's no point. No. <sighs> And it's almost the same with then, Pun- shockingly how they made Daredevil. Yeah. If you don't make it like an eight, the only eighteen certificate in cinema at the minute in time is Midsummer because they yeah. don't do eighteen certificates anymore. And yet eighteen certificates on fucking Netflix are everywhere. <laughs> See, the thing is, well, I mean, no, because what was what was Deadpool? Was, was that a fifteen? It's a fifteen. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it needs to be a step up from that. That's last, more cartoony violence. The last than... 18 certificate Marvel film I can think of. Oh, no, obviously. It was a. It was another Punisher. It was Punisher Warzone. I was going to yeah. say Blade 2. Yeah. Blade and Blade 2 are 18s. Blade 3 is a 15 with Ryan Reynolds. Because mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds loves Marvel characters, apparently. What was his name in that? It was awful. Hannibal Kane. Oh, Jesus. No. That's also a 15 certificate movie and a Marvel film where um, where Hannibal Kane says to a man played by Triple H, uh, <laughs> oh. no. Well, anyway, I can't think what he says exactly. I mix it up with the second film. But in the third film, he still calls him a cunt. Which is pretty harsh for an American superhero movie, honestly. Yeah. Need more of that. Because I mix it up with Blade <laughs> 2, where that guy from the early Fast and Furious movies says to Chris Christopherson, you are one cunt hair away from an ass kicking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not happening in Disney. Where's <laughs> <laughs> oh. the pity? <sighs> Whoever wins, we lose. Oof. Netflix versus Disney. <laughs> Not strictly true. I mean, everyone's going to get Disney Plus, right? Yeah, pretty much. 
I mean, they've already said what... I mean, they didn't spell it out, but they basically said, you know, however much it costs, it's going to cost half what Netflix costs. Here's... Um, after being in the cinema the other day, yet again, saw another trailer for Lion King. Have you seen their mouths move yet? Because I haven't. That's just what I was waiting to bring up. <laughs> that is very worrying. They're going... Can, everyone's going, oh, can... Lion King is going to make the most ever. Oh, I think it's because it's going to be it's going to be shit. All their other live action ones have been shit. I mean, not strictly true, right? I didn't watch the Jungle Book, but people liked it. I didn't watch Beauty and the Beast, but it is in the top ten, uh, like mm-hmm. money makers of all time. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the films make money. Because yeah. people are stupid. And when I used to like that, I'll watch it again. Yeah. I mean, I literally <sighs> watched Beauty and the Beast, the cartoon. Yeah. It, with the 3D re-release. I mean, I didn't watch it with real people. No. But I mostly because uh, Ewan McGregor was in it as a Frenchman. And I had a bit of an issue. <laughs> and not because yeah. they didn't hire a French person. Though, you know, Jean de Jardin. He's done fuck all since the artist. Put him in that. Yeah. Make him a candles. He is a candlestick. I saw him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure he'd disagree. But yeah. Eh, but he's not here to defend himself, so fuck him. Exactly. No. But yeah, just... I you say... I, I think the... Sync up with Sound of River is going to be an issue in this one because they've not shown it at all. And it's worrying. It is. But I was going to say, right, that Samuel L. Jackson was going to make more money than anyone else for cinemas this year. And I'm now not sure. After I told you about that Shaft movie, and and then I realised it's on Netflix in this country already. Yeah, that's not a good sign. I mean, you know, they still made money, otherwise they wouldn't have done it. Yeah. They just did the math and went, posters, trailers, fuck it. Yeah. Bang. Um, How much... Now you think about it, right? If that movie cost, I mean, I'm pulling a number out of the air, but say it cost fifty million to make. Yeah. How much money did Netflix give you to stream a movie? Mm. Do you just have to cut your losses? Give you a million. I'm going to lose forty nine million pound. <laughs> like, who gets more than that? I'm just saying. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I mean, they obviously know at some point they'll make money on Blu-rays, maybe and DVDs yeah. and whatever. Still. Well, will they, though? I don't know. I mean, the trailer looks bad. Yeah. But I had seen, you know, three out of five, two out of five, two, two, one, two, hold on. Two out of five Shaft films in the cinema, and I wanted to make it a third. Yeah. Even if it was ridiculous. With Which Pappy Shaft. I mean, that's not his name, is it? But. Yeah. Two out of five. Oh, I, saw, five I saw the OG Shaft at the Belmont. All oh, right, okay. And I saw Shaft right. 2000, as I call it. I'm jealous. I wish I'd seen that in some... Well, it was a very long time ago. Because yeah. they used to just show... Well, they still do, but in the yeah. afternoons, they show, like, multiple movies. Yeah. I mean, considering you work nights, you see, this is why I say your sleep pants all fucked up. Yeah. And you should go to bed straight away and get up in the afternoon. Because then you could see things like this. Instead... Yeah. You've cursed yourself to not have a life at all. Yeah. But to deal much. with drunks. Yeah. It's no one's fault but yours. Oh. 
You went, I'll do something about it. No, you won't. So don't even bother no. saying it. Oh, no. Really. <laughs> I wasn't going. <laughs> I, know, I know you so well. No. It's a 50-50. You might say it. It just makes me angry. Uh, this time I was just, I wasn't going to bother. <laughs> I know I'm not going to change anything. Oh. I think we're in the, I think we're setting up for the fastest podcast record of all time. I'll <laughs> today. Uh, we'll see. Oh. But, um. Anything else from... I didn't really say anything about Far From Home. The Mysterio... Once Mysterio starts to go real Mysterio... Yeah. With, like, multiple Spider-Men attacking him and stuff like that. Right. What's that in reality? I'd like to know what any of it is in reality. It's not like his mates are in green screen suits jumping no, on him. Just, I think it's just the drones smashing into him. When they feel like people. Or is it, like, 40X? <laughs> it's all... <laughs> It's all in his mind. So, yeah, it's all... Well, no, none of it's in his mind. It's yeah. literally in his eyes. But then there's... No, they didn't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to dispel reality and just go with it. So, I don't know. It shouldn't. It should be more critical, but... No, those yeah, two sequences it. where it gets really fucked up. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, See, because it always it just I'm, I think it was the second Spider-Man game on PlayStation. Reminds me a lot of that opening sequence where you're all like Mysterio's attacking the city, and you're flying about, and you <laughs> you think you're doing great because you're avoiding all this shit, and it yeah. turns out it's all just been illusion the whole time. Yeah. And I really like that. That sort of reminds me a lot of that, except the fact that he was actually able to kill things in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Betty and Ned's. Yeah, relationship. Even though it is something out of like Malcolm in the Middle, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's that episode of Malcolm in the Middle where, like, during a family barbecue or like a like a big get together, like his older brother oh, yeah. meets a girl. Yeah, that definitely happened. <laughs> you know, they meet he meets a girl, and then it goes through like all the stages of a marriage yeah. up to a divorce in like one afternoon. Yeah, and that's really what happens there. I mean. But it it, it, was, it almost seemed like like at the end it was like what do you, what did Gwyneth call it conscious uncoupling you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean it wasn't even like a breakup because I've never seen people take it uh, so well yeah it's not like Midsummer where you uh, dress your uh, your uh, boyfriend in a in a living bear and burn him in a yellow pyramid Ugh. is that what happens then it's the Wicker Man again but she's oh. drugged basically so she kills all her friends. <sighs> Excuses, I mean, excuses. She doesn't actually know any of them. It's just an easy way to explain them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, Cheedy from The Good Place dies. Tear. Wonder where he ended up. Good question. <laughs> Considering it's a pagan ritual, hell. Oh. He was killed in it. Was he into it? No, but I think if you sacrifice someone at a pagan ritual, they don't get to go to heaven, right? You're sacrificing them. You're obviously giving them two. Well, but then there's the whole thing of if they end up in heaven, then the pagan one, you were sacrificing something completely wrong and it wasn't their fault they were sacrificed sort of thing. It all depends. If if they I, turn out to be right and they're sacrificing to the right person, God thing. Oh, so many questions. I mean, you just confuse me. I'm just saying <laughs> that if you're pagan and you do a sacrifice and that, and obviously in this world... Well, no, I mean, in Midsummer and Wicker Man, it's not necessarily real. Obviously, it's not part of the blah. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if they're not just dead, if you go, hey, have this, 
You're not going to go, I'm going to bat this soul into heaven. It disgusts me. <laughs> He's uh, going to go on to his like, mantelpiece with all his other little like, Russian dolls or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> pagan gods collect. No. That might as well. I don't even know if they've got a fireplace, but it's quite warm down there. <laughs> oh, well, if you're in God and you can have a fireplace, you'd definitely have a fireplace because fireplaces would be good. I don't know. I'd quite, nice marble one. I'd quite like that couch that's in the Starbucks up the street. It's real camp comfy. <laughs> I don't ask for You could have that and a fireplace if you're a god. Because mm, it's Starbucks, it's probably like 100% polyester, though. I think it would kill everyone. It's one spark. You could have it just look like that one. Be as comfortable, but wouldn't be the same. Wouldn't be the same. It's the thing about want, isn't it? It can look like the thing, but if it's not the thing, it's not the same. <laughs> God, you can have it any way you want. Nope, not the same. <laughs> Let's just not bother sacrificing people, then, if you're going to be like this. How about you sacrifice me that couch, and then it comes down here. That's perfect. Thank and you. All wrecks and stuff. Then. Well, not when it gets down there. Mm. It's not like if you cut someone's lungs out and mm. hang them from a hook when never, they get to hell, they're never going to get to hang them. Never going to get the blood stains out. <laughs> oh, pagan blood, the worst. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's any worse, is it? I mean, it's the semen you have to worry about with pagans. No. Rivers Oof. of it. Oh, it's so crusty. Oh, don't make that noise. Nope. With crusty semen. Made a mistake. <laughs> so, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, it's a saying that I still only like gave it like a like a seven out of ten. That's fine for Spider Man. Saying that because Endgame is three hours, going by just Marvel releases in twenty nineteen, yeah. I would watch it second. Right. Well, I'm not made of time. I mean, let's say I missed the first five minutes of. Uh, the film, because I knew I couldn't get there till six o'clock. Fair enough. And I got a half five ticket. I, <laughs> it was the thing that I experienced while I was in the cinema. Um, Inertia. No, uh, once I'd sat down and it was just about to start, people came in and sat down behind me. Mm-hmm. And it was... Uh, Started licking your neck. It was just, <laughs> no, he did spill popcorn down my back at one point, but I just sort of moved about a bit. Um, he was a rather large gentleman um, with his carer. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the, the adverts were still going at this point because there was the advert for um, ACs, which are like slush puppies, but American. Um, okay. And this is when I knew I was in trouble with the person sitting behind me um, because whatever he, his ailment was, mm. it was, the, the symptoms of it were, every time he saw something on screen, he would then lean to his carer and tell them exactly what he'd just seen. <laughs> so it was also a case of, oh, we're watching an advert for ICs, um, like from America. And he went, those are those icy things. They're from America. And the guy was like, yep. <laughs> and to go, yeah, I deal with this every day. And he just explains everything, but it's fine. I'm getting paid. And then as we're watching the film, every time there was a sort of kind lull, but he would then turn to his carer and explain what he'd just seen. So I kind of saw, and look, audio description thing, heard the film twice. There you go. That's why so, you can remember it so well. But, uh... Just probably write him a thank you note. No. Thankfully, uh, thankfully, though, he did get up and leave before the mid-credits 
thing. Because I think after the two hours of it, I was getting slightly annoyed. I was amazed at how many people got up after the first one and went and left. Yeah. That was a quite... That was a few. I think it was the most amount of people I've seen at one of these like half ten shows for a while. Mm-hmm. There's a good maybe 30, 40 people in that cinema. Oh, no. Um, when I went yesterday, and admittedly, yes, it was half five in the evening, mm. but it was jam-packed. Mm. Oh, to, um, I sat next to a woman who did not make a peep. I could not tell her age. Yeah. I, I, if it wasn't for her laugh, I probably couldn't tell her gender. <laughs> but after the f- first stinger ended, and it just goes, Spider-Man is Peter Parker! And it just cuts to black, yeah. right? It, it happens really fast. She just went, what the fuck? And just stormed out. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, now here's, I think she was happy about it, but it was just, I think, the speed of the edits. Here's the thing, so, um, I remember telling you last week about how Peter Harrell was annoyed about Robert the Bruce not getting shown anywhere. And then eventually, mm-hmm. when it was shown somewhere... It was he, shit. But he then, sort of how they go, it's like, everyone thinks because I go to the cinema, I have some sort of vested interest in cinema as a whole. Yeah. So when they're kind of showing up or something, they seem to have a go at me on behalf of their opinion mm-hmm. <laughs> about Cineworld. They have a go at me. Or like, because I like the Marvel movies, when a week after um, Avengers came out, something else was number one at the box office, mm-hmm. they have a go at me, going, nah, see, this film's number one this week. And then I have to explain to them how box offices work <laughs> and how you can get the second week so there's more can people going to see the new films. And the, no way the second week. That's definitely number one for a third, month. Maybe a third week. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he was having a go at me about how, like, oh, they're not showing Robert the Bruce anymore. What they could do is they could show it this week and get a few people in, and then word will spread, and they can put it in more screens the week after. And I'm like, that's not how it works. It's how it used to work. But not anymore. No. And then he's also like, oh, well, can, they're not showing it at all. So eventually they're showing it. Half past five sort of showing. We're not greatest mm-hmm. thing. Um, but he was really sort of having a go at me about that, um, like as if... I say, as if I'm Mr. Cineworld and I was shit for not showing it. I'm like, nothing to do with me. I'm not going to go see it. I don't give a shit about it. But have That a guy's in it. But, which, oh yeah, the guy from Braveheart, which... Oh no, I, I did, wasn't thinking of from Braveheart. Oh, but he, he was, well, he was Robert Bruce in Braveheart, apparently. Wasn't he someone's dad in something? <laughs> Probably. He's at that age. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seems likely. Oh, he's, 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 isn't it? The guy who plays Fitz's dad in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is it? I think so. But, um, yeah, so he was kind of having a go at me about that. About, oh, so he finally went to see it. Then he was he had the thing to moan at me because they had a problem with the projector thing. So it was it was an hour late to being shown. Mm-hmm. So Cineworld kindly gave them free sweets and drinks. Mm-hmm. But he moaned like fuck because they only gave him like water and not fizzy water. And I was like, well, did you ask for fizzy water? And also, why are you having a go at me about this? I don't work for Cineworld. I didn't make your film late. I didn't offer you free sweets. Is it because I personally didn't offer you free sweets? Is this why you're having a fucking go at me? Harold. I have nothing to do with Cineworld. I interviewed once and turned down the fucking job. If I took the job and then this happened, one, we wouldn't really know each other. And two, fuck you. <laughs> right. So he was having a go at that. But um, did you see that the, the box office came in for Robert the Bruce this week? No. Well, it made eighteen thousand pounds. 
Okay. A twenty-one thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That's worldwide. Yeah. For its its first week. Yeah. Um, it came twenty third in the UK box office, mm-hmm. and at number twenty two was a documentary on Star Trek: The Next Generation, which if I saw it in cinema, I might go and see. But I'd go and see that before Robert the Bruce, as did everyone else. No, but you can't blame uh, Robert the Bruce not making money if it was on one screen I one day. Bl- no, it was nine days in a row. Um, it, got, it got nine showings, half past five every day. Yeah, so once. Nine days. Yeah, yeah, but Spider-Man's being That's, shown 30 times well, today. See, this is this is the thing. But I, so I just <laughs> took that because I thought, yeah, he's having a fucking go at me for that. So I'm having a go at him for his not shitty film not doing well. No, no. They obviously knew it wasn't going to be popular. Yeah. So they put it on once. Well, what but expect- what I'm saying is, yeah. you can't say that uh, a film didn't make money in the box office no. when it isn't being showed in the cinema. Of course it's not. No, but it's just... The problem is... Because <laughs> I tried to explain to him... What we should do for... Butte Harold. Right? We, you know what? We should get the other way. from the... Sim- no. Oh, here's... We should put Robert the Bruce on before every screening of Spider-Man. <laughs> so, right? And then, at the end of the week, show him that yeah. no cunt went to see it. Yeah. Everyone turned up. And this five is how much money it lost. Here's... No, but here's the point of me telling this story as well. It was... And this is... The insane part. You're saying about can you sat near well mm. near a woman. He went to go and book his ticket on on the app. Yep. Now I always kind of get kind of try and get ILC kind of. Yeah, yeah. I'm like the ones during the day because there were so many people that actually bought tickets for. I just got a couple of rope and well, at the time it was a couple of seats in front mm. of people away from things. Yeah, yeah. He does the opposite. He went to book online, saw that there was. Like all these seats booked, mm. purposely booked a seat next to other people, mm-hmm. and then moaned at me when he got there early for the cinema. So the people that turned up that were sitting next to him saw he was sitting next to them and chose to sit somewhere else, and he was moaning at me about that. And I'm like, well, of course he did. They don't want to sit next to a stranger. Whereas he thought, because it's like much like he does when he goes to like a Starbucks mm-hmm. and sees someone sitting alone on their iPad having a coffee. He thinks that's an invitation for him to sit next to them and make their day wonderful by chatting to them. He thought he was making someone's cinema experience better by being a complete stranger who sat next to them. So not only does he not understand how cinemas work, he doesn't understand how cinemas work. Well, he also doesn't understand how people work. Well, that's a very bit of an issue. He just... Why would you book a ticket like that and go, I don't know these two people that are sitting here next to him again. This part of the story is not what interests me anymore. He would sit with a stranger in Starbucks. He, he has done that my time. And he told me this thing about how he'd sat down and he had to chat with this guy who was just sitting there by himself. and said, Oh, and the guy loved it. No, the guy was just polite. And went, I've had a mentalist sit down next to me in Starbucks while I'm having my coffee. He's having a chat and I'm being... Can, being I pray to God I have, one day he sits I, opposite me. And I can pack my stuff up and go out here as quick as I could. But I was very nice to this old dude who sat down next to me. But yeah, he's, he just thinks it's can he's being wonderful. He's been this great human being to sit down next to someone who's just quietly having a coffee by themselves. And I just think, no, that's not what people do anymore. I mean, maybe they did back. He was a youngster going to As coffee shops, going to cafes, again, having pine chips and a pot of tea or something. Whatever they, coffee whatever, shop. Whatever they did back in the 70s. Got a calf, like a calf. Not a cafe, not a coffee shop because they didn't have coffee shops until now. 
It's always calves. I mean, no offence to the world of... Think about it. Costa has been next to John Lewis since at least 1997. Yeah. Well, that's the year I moved to this city. That's 22 years ago. It's not like, oh, look at... But I'm thinking before that. See when... Like, think back to... Oh. You know I'm just being difficult, but carry but, on. Say, like, say in single digits, you were eight or nine or something. Uh-huh. Like, coffee shops were, like, they're not like you are now, where it's a properly ego, you can just have coffee and a biscuit. Or you, you can go to, go to a in, bookshop and inside there's a coffee shop. Yeah, they didn't have any of that. It was all just like... Or you can go it, to a coffee shop and inside be, there's a bookshop. It would be kind of scruffy looking place where you'd get Mr. Whippy year round <laughs> in Scotland. Um... You could get all their sweeties were behind glass because <laughs> you weren't allowed to touch them. I think that's true. And they had tables, but they never had anyone sitting at it because they didn't actually serve food in the place and you had to take everything away. That's what we had here. But he just thinks it's it's wonderful to go and sit next to people and that's crazy. I mean, no, I, I get the idea that, you know, if someone would want that, but most people don't want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that he can't tell these two types of people apart. Yeah. Come to you. No, it's... Is it, mind... Mind... Bell-ending? I thought you were going to say bell-ending. Like, yes. What does that mean? It's mind bell-ending <laughs> and then it fucks my mind. <laughs> oh. oh. And, uh, no, but he's told this to many people and as soon as he left the room, <laughs> me and Michael at work just looked at each other and went, why would you think that's okay? Michael. Ugh. Maybe because people don't tell him it's not okay. Well, I think yeah, because he doesn't see the social cues or the the uncomfortableness in the other person. It's because he is off in his own little bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I see much like if I'm sitting at work doing something and I'm listening to um, a podcast. As soon as I push play on the podcast, mm-hmm. it's almost like I'm pushing play on him because he starts talking. And I go, right, I can't hear that. I'm going to pause it now and see what he's got to say for himself. And I'll pause it. He will stop. <laughs> he will stop talking and then go about his sort of business. And I go, right, you stop talking to me now. It's safe enough to push play again because there's nothing going on. And I push play. He instantly starts talking. It is almost like my podcast controls control him. Maybe it does. Did you think of that? I'm going to throw it down a well and see what happens. <laughs> it just crumples and throws them. Oh, set it on fire. Nice. But no, it's just... Terrifying. Like, no, just... And to the point where he was chatting to me in the back office one night and somebody came to the desk to check in and I went, sorry, Harold, I need to go and check this guest in. And I walk away and I can still hear him talking in the back office. Now, there's nobody else in the back office. He's still having the conversation with me. I go out. I check the guest in. Do-do-do. Here's your game. Blah, blah, blah. I walk back in. He has not noticed, despite me saying to him, I'm glad, that I've left the room. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that he was facing where I was sitting. And I've sat down again in front of him. And he sort of finished the conversation with him. And, Ken, so what do you think about that then? Yep. You realise I usually cut all your work talk out and it's all you've done for yeah. the last 20 minutes of uh, this podcast. But this one's more This is more about humans than work. Yeah, I know, but I still, you know, if you, you think about the, it, you what bleep, if... You can bleep, bleep your name out. What? You can bleep the name out. 
Oh yeah, that's not what no work for me, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you said it oh. four hundred fucking times. Maybe I lied about his name. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's Harold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, people out there, every time you hear the name of Harold, substitute Harold. Oh. Cheers, thanks. <laughs> That'll work. Yes, great, thanks. Oh. Oh, oh allegedly. Or something. Does that work? <laughs> Allegedly, Harold. So I'm going to say in all my letters. It's your band's name. <laughs> no one knows what it means. Oh. You, you only do uh, covers of Australian bands. I, of another, I wrote down like, uh, another band name on my phone the other day, and I'm not entirely sure what it means. Mm-hmm. I've only got a list of two. One was Sex Penis. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, um, Mortal Cobalt. I don't know what that is. I was thinking Mortal Kombat, but yeah. for some reason my head Cobalt came up. I don't know how that works. I, well, how, why Blue would be Killer. Yeah. Killer Blue. It's spelled with a K as well. well obviously. Yeah. You always spell Mortal with a K. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, silent K. Yeah. Like, um, like the serial special. Yep. Or the silent killer, cancer. <laughs> canker. <laughs> oh, he had a canker, canker on his woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Gareth. <laughs> I'm Richard. And uh, we're going to talk about the new Tom York album. Oh, God, we are. Anima. Yes. An Ugh. album so good, I can see the joy and tears <laughs> on Richard's face. I'll say it's half good. Mm. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Let's find out. Oh, another drink. Um. Yeah. Oh, cause uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're doing the fifteen-minute um short as well. Well, we're just we gonna, I was just going to use it as a oh. companion piece. It wasn't like an official, and we're going to break it down. There's not much to break down. Okay, well, I'll say, to start with with that, mm-hmm. is if they do, they're not likely to do a biopic of Tommy York anytime soon, but if they were, Mads Mickelson. You're just thinking of Casino Royale because his eye was all bloody. I haven't seen Casino Royale, so there you go. I saw it in the cinema, I bet you did. No, I didn't. You just forgot about it. Everyone saw it in the cinema. Is that no? Is that with uh, what's his jobs? Daniel Craig, yeah. Yeah, the only Bond I've seen was Skyfall. Obviously, Skyrim, uh, Skyfall with him. I've never watched his other Bonds, though. No. Yeah. So there you go. But you liked it, isn't that weird? I liked Skyfall. Exactly. I like this one. I'm not going to try any of the others. I don't have to. It was they they nailed it with Skyfall. I don't have to watch the rest. Which is weird because I don't like Skyfall. Well, <laughs> it's all right, but mm. I much prefer Casino Royale. It's much better. No. Spectre's a big pile of shit. Not really the point. Oof. Speaking of Spectre, uh, Radiohead wrote the theme to that and they didn't like it, so they got uh, someone else in. Yeah. Who I hear you say? Can't remember. Sam Smith, maybe. Was that the writings on the wall? Was that was that what that one was? Mm. It's no Skyfall. No. You know how I know? Because it's not called Spectre. It's the yeah. general rule. If you yeah. can't call your song what the title of the film is, then you have fucked up in the James Bond film. Spectre seems like a really hard thing to write a song about. Radiohead has one called Spectre. Wasn't but, used. <laughs> it probably wasn't good. Um, no, they released it as a single. Oh. I think it's perfectly fine. Oh. I mean, you, you yeah. know, the problem with it is this. It's a Radiohead song. 
It doesn't really have the tone of a Bond. Yeah. Bond. It doesn't have you know the horns <laughs> and that bit yeah. where Tom York just stripped off and then like fell through space and then caught fire. It seems like something that would happen in the title sequence of a Bond film, <laughs> which is odd. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Looking down the barrel of a slightly squinty gun, and then it turns out it's just his weird droopy eye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! There's nothing wrong with his droopy eye. It's just I don't I know. like it. It's is just... that why his common law partner left him? Is that what you're saying? Oh, that's... when was that? I mean. It was before this album, and when you listen to this album, you go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is a breakup album of a couple who were together for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Might have to change my final thoughts on some of this. <laughs> some of my final thoughts now don't make any sense in that context. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll improvise. Okay. That sounds like you. Um, so, yeah, so, Anima, released 27th June, 2019. Uh, digitally, because apparently yeah. I was going to buy the vinyl, and you 19th? can't buy it till the twenty-first of July. Oh, okay. And there's a beautiful special edition which I can't afford. That's sixty pounds on vinyl. Mm, it's got a bonus track. Yeah, it does. The but, vinyl has a bonus track, but he's not even calling it a bonus track. It's like an extra track, as in yeah. it completes the album. Or that he's almost holding something back from digital people. See, that's an issue I've got. Well, it, for one of the things that I sort of liked about the fact that. The last track finished, mm-hmm. but then obviously can Apple Music just then starts playing it from the start again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> I noticed that the last track finished, mm-hmm. and I was sort of listening to it again, and I was like, okay, I'm actually fine with this now. So it was weird that even though I hadn't noticed the first track had started up again, yeah, I was kind of into it by that point. Yeah, but like that's the I think that's like we're only going to have they've got another it's, track. It might not be the metaphor for the <laughs> album. The problem with the Anima Netflix presentation is I don't know who came up with it, right? If Paul Tom Santum went, can I listen to the record, and then got the idea and then put it together, yeah. I think he thinks much like we do in in that it feels like it's about repetition and routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean? So it just goes around. So, yeah, when the album ends and starts again, it does feel of one piece. It's just yeah. like it keeps going. Which is, you know, depressing. Don't forget your lunch pail, yeah. Tom. Oh no! Oh, now you're sliding down a wall. Now, now, oh. now, now you've angrily tapped a turnstile and are flying back at eighty miles an hour. <laughs> oh. Not uh, the point. Let's drag you by your feet while you pull us up. <laughs> some shit. I really like that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, to be quite honest, yeah. I liked all the visuals. I think most of them. It was. They were shot in three countries. That seems excessive. And they hired, right? It was shot in three countries, none of them Iceland, but all of the dancers were Icelandic. Like, there's an awful lot of money spent just to get yeah. everyone in the same place. Very expensive oh. looking clothes as well. Like, if you think about it, I, I just you look at it and go, that's some sort of Japanese designer shit on every person. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I've got a quick review roundup for the album. Oh, review roundup. Yeah, and off we go. Um, <laughs> Clash, 9 out of 10. The Guardian, uh-huh. 3 stars. 
<laughs> out of how many <laughs> no one knows <laughs> I got confused halfway through saying that <laughs> so um, out of five mm. um, the independent Nimmer now Rolling Stone four stars mm-hmm. the Telegraph five stars oh. past 8.9 out of 10 mm-hmm. Pitchfork 8.3 out of 10 mm-hmm. under the radar 8.5 out of 10 in da 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 Really bad. Swiss 60. US top dance slash electronic albums 10. Um, Belgian Flanders 27. Belgian Wallonia 59. Belgian Flanders? Yeah. You will call me by my birth name. Belgian, Belgian Flanders. Flanders. My middle name? Ultra Top. <laughs> Apparently. So, Belgian Ultra Top Flanders. Ugh. <laughs> No wonder he changed his name to Blofeld. <laughs> oh, so there you go. Um, so come on then. Rather than going through it track by track or anything else, I can tell you're it, not a fan. So. Well, no, I'd start out not... Here's the thing. I start out not being a fan. Mm-hmm. And I felt like... Um, it's like eight... There's nine tracks. There's nine tracks. I felt like... A trilogy uh, of trilogies, if you will. The first, like Star Wars. The first four, maybe... No, the first three, mm-hmm. I definitely felt I was in trouble. Mm-hmm. And it was just... I'll say, well, the third track would have been the, the longest one in the album as well. Um, Which one's that? I don't like myself. Uh, twist. 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 <gasps> Never has an OP one obviously been used more. Yeah, well, no, because... It takes me this, and I was like, I don't know what any of this means. You do. You know, my little synth. Yeah. That's an OP one. Oh, right. And you literally, it has a microphone in the corner, right? And if you just say a word into it, whenever you press a button, it yeah. then says it back. Mm. And there's all... As I say, um, the fact you forget so quickly, it upsets me. Yeah. No, he uses the same equipment I have in this very house to make this album, which really does say something about the general shoddiness, which I just <laughs> only adds to my mm. admiration for him. Um. But yeah, I think it's the first three really do the whole sort of repetitive thing. That mm-hmm. I think that wasn't doing me any favors. Yep. Then, like you've got four and five, um, Don Chorus and I am a very rude person. Mm-hmm. And this was the first point where I thought, like, sit and listen to it. I just sort of like close my eyes and like get on with it. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that I sort of went, yeah, okay, I'm actually getting into this. Yeah, this is. One, very depressing. Yes. I don't... He doesn't it, do upbeat albums. It gets kind of... It gets slightly upbeatish with the last one. It's getting a bit more fine. Well, no, I and think I, what he I, tends I, to do yeah. is he, at the end, will give you the possibility of hope. Yeah. But then when his next album comes out, you realise that was yeah. that was futile. I mean, don't worry, <laughs> I didn't... I didn't... I didn't hear this album. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Well, it was more than fine. It was good. But here's the thing with the albums that 
I'm going to say you make me listen to it. You don't make me listen. You suggest I listen to it and I go and do it. I wouldn't find these myself mm-hmm. because it's like once listening to music is supposed to be, it's supposed to be maybe escapism from whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be enjoyable. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, or, I, I mean, like you can watch a comedy or you can watch a drama. Or you can watch like a really depressing movie about, you know what I mean? There's many different types of movie, there's many different types of music. Simple as that. Well. Entertainment comes in many forms. Yeah. And there's like, look at EastEnders. I, you know, my mum likes to watch EastEnders and go, my life's not that bad. That's what makes people feel better. But I don't think watching EastEnders would stress anyone out. Well, I suppose it. I suppose maybe if you're one thing about shit, this even, album, yeah, was that occasionally the rhythms remind me a lot of the song "Videotape" from In Rainbows. Before you say you don't know that song, we have done it on this podcast. I know, but I don't remember. I but, know we did it, but, I don't but um, yeah, it reminds me of uh, "Videotape" from In Rainbows, and that is the song that in. Ugh, I'm guessing 2007 basically I feel gave me a borderline nervous breakdown yeah. in a good way well, that's why I think the first three tracks are my issue with this mm-hmm. and that they it kind of reminded me of that time I was pacing back and forth in your kitchen the first time you kind of played swans at me one of my notes is that it's swans-esque yeah um, in its repetition whereas obviously I've grown to like swans and intensity but those first three tracks were very reminiscent of that, and that I was just like, this is going to kill me. Mm. And then it got better. But those first three, and then can re-listening didn't get that same sort of effect. But the first time I was listening to it, it was not pleasant at all. No, I, um, I listened to it in a way that my neighbours would weep if they bothered to talk to me, because it was loud. Because... Um, you need to find that right volume the first time I find. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it's unnerving. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in, I, but I think in a good way. I mean, obviously, the tracks they use in the the little 14-minute, you yeah. know, movie were Dawn Chorus, Dawn, yeah. Traffic, and... Um, I don't know what the last one was, actually. Now I can't remember. I didn't write that down. I did. I knew Don Chorus was used. I did, because I did something saucy, which is I tend, I quickly just made a playlist of those two tracks. It's not the news. No. It seems to have saved wrong now. Why have I not re- I just realised I've written nothing for not the news. Yeah, it goes not the news, traffic, and then Dawn Chorus to finish. I had a stroke. Because I thought no. it started with Dawn Chorus. And then my eyes literally read Dawn Chorus as being the first track. Yeah. Like, I think I actually went insane for a split <laughs> second. No. But yeah, no, it's... Um, I say, I had a borderline nervous breakdown on a train once listening to videotape, like, for one of the first times I ever heard it. Yeah. Remember when you could download it for whatever you wanted? Yeah. So I downloaded it, obviously, for nothing. And then uh, bought the album on Hogmanay because for some reason it came out on Hogmanay. That 
day when everyone buys new music. I don't know, it's just it's the period HMV on mm. Hogman A, so I bought it. Because mm. um, I knew I would buy it, but back then I wasn't paying for digital music. No. Digital music? Ridiculous. It'll never last. <laughs> uh, what a tape. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cassettes will be here forever. They'll outlive you, you fucking oh. dos cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone owns a Walkman. Um, which is possibly true. There's nothing in them anymore. But like, yeah. <laughs> everyone's got one in a cupboard. I've definitely got one in the cupboard somewhere. But um, yeah, on a, I, I was on a train listening to videotape, and the rhythms of videotape, which go like, along with the sound of the train, yeah. like, sinks me up, and I almost died. Honestly, mm. it was the worst day ever. Also, I was coming back from a business meeting that was the worst. And I was just like, I would rather throw myself under this train <laughs> than go another day. No. <laughs> put, thanks to that song, I quit my job. How's that for a second? Oh, there you go. <laughs> that must have been just after you left the hotel, then, theoretically. Because yeah. I would have quit just after. Like, sit maybe three or four months after you quit. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm, transcendental. Is that the word? I don't know. It seemed to come out wrong. Yeah, do. <laughs> it's definitely a word. It is a word. Um, But, yeah, a reoccurring theme is, like, it's claustrophobic. Yeah. Right? Which, yet again, when it goes to the film, it sort of explains why they're sort of, like, in those tube carriages. Yeah. You know, because it's it's claustrophobic, and then also the synths are remarkably oppressive, and there's something with the EQ, right? I don't want to, I can't be technical about it, but it it's all sort of muddied together. Yeah, you know I mean, all right. it's all thick and kind of woolly. I don't know. It's the weird thing is I can be more technical about it, and it would make more sense. But I'm trying to explain it. Layman terms to me because I'm, but you know it's it's like you're listening to it with your head under a duvet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean it's not clear. Or much like the people in Treacle. The people in Treacle. That's like the first two lines of that song. That I I don't know why you're reading lyrics. I I don't I couldn't tell you one lyric from this. I always look at lyrics. Lyric, oh yeah, I don't. Lyric. I can't tell you any lyrics yeah. apart from uh, that. Or the way he pronounces foie gras made me wince a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about reading through that. I was just like, "Why? Why is this words? <laughs> These are just words they needed to fill a space with." Really well, no, I think he does what Bowie used to do, right? And he just writes words he likes down, yeah. and he cuts them out, and he puts them in a hat. It definitely, yeah, it definitely felt like that with us because I try and sort of make sense of lyrics when I listen to other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was definitely sense to be had there, but I wasn't getting it. No, you just, you know, lots of people work that way. Mm. They go with feeling. And I think the, the music alone gets a lot across. You don't really need the lyrics as such. Mm. But, um, yeah, no, there's a lot of great synths. I'm adamant he uses the same synth I have. And I even looked up on a quipboard. I sent you this text. Yeah. But uh, I looked it up on a quipboard, and he does use one. And they're like, check it out. You can see him using it live. And... The only thing I could say is, and it's very cute, mm-hmm. he's definitely playing something, but his keyboard stand is maybe eight inches long. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? There's yeah. a keyboard stand that goes from the ground to where he's standing yeah. and the plinth is eight inches and you can't see what it is. It's just like he, he could be playing an iPhone for all I fucking know. But um, yeah, I forget that um, atoms for peace are a thing as well. Yeah, so... Um, That's his... That was his live band. Yeah. But they ended up late releasing an album. Um, but Atoms for Peace is uh, Nigel Godrich. We all know him. Yeah. The producer. Friend of Adam Buxton. All right. <laughs> That's how Tom York knows him, I think. Because yeah. Tom York and Adam Buxton... Well, Adam Buxton has rec- made videos for In Rainbows. Like directed videos. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Including that amazing one where it's... Uh, <laughs> it's Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman at the end of seven and the box is on the ground right. and he cuts it open and he lifts open the box he startled he steps back and inside is Tom York's severed head singing a song <laughs> <laughs> it's the most Tim and Eric thing you'll ever see seen that one. Yeah. um um yeah, but Flea is in Atoms for Peace. Yeah, That's what I always... That. Like, look at that. And Atoms for Peace Live... Look... Much like Swans, Tommy York Live slash Atoms for Peace Live look like they will make a lot more sense to people. There's a lot more energy coming out of them when you... Yeah. Like, when, though, I don't... I can't quite understand uh, in that video what... What flea has on his legs? He looks like he's tied a sweat around his waist, like he used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. But the arms are so long that they're as long as the rest of the sweater, and it touches the ground. So it's not a dress, <laughs> <laughs> but it's barely clothes. Yeah. He's possibly got hammer pants on as well. It's, it's yeah. so confusing. Also, he's deceptively ancient. How old is he like? Well, I mean, Red Hot Chili Peppers released their first album in 1984, right? Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm assuming he's in his 60s. Shit, okay. <laughs> Didn't realise it was that angle. Uh, no, I never think of them as an 80s man. Because they're not, really. No, but... They didn't break until Blood Sugar Sex Magic. That's 1991. Oh, there you go. That's maybe why I'm thinking they're... But, you know, Mother's Milk... actually is. ...with higher ground on it and all that stuff. That was 89. Oh, right, okay. And then uh, Uplift Mofo Party Plan. That was 87. Freaky Styley was 85. And their first album was 84. Not that I know this off the top of my head. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> I also never heard of them until the 90s, so that's probably where I'm just... Yeah, by which point their first guitarist had already had a heroin overdose and been replaced by a second. <sighs> whose teeth all fell out. They were very unhealthy vets. <laughs> <laughs> Never a proper band until your first overdose. You know. But their first album has that amazing song, True Men Don't Kill Coyotes. It's such a weird <laughs> fucking song. <sighs> Even in self-defense. Does their first album also have Police Helicopter on it? Because I used to love that song. Police Helicopter, shut the sky! Never heard that before in my life. It's very bad funk. I mean, that's the thing. They didn't become popular until they really started to incorporate rock more and more into their music. 
I mean, what, what year did Pretty Woman come out? They've got a song, a song on the Pretty Woman soundtrack. Have they? Yeah. Uh, and a song on the Conehead soundtrack. I've never seen Conehead. I mean, you're not missing much, but it's yeah. great in its own way. There's that bit where he goes to the dentist and opens his mouth and he's got 400 teeth. And more than being scared, the dentist sort of claps his hands together and sees dollar signs. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. my phone won't light up. Give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back on track for a second. Um, yeah. So you weren't a fan of uh, fan of Twist? No. With its weird overlapping samples and those and those those really impressive kick drums. No. That were just like, oh my god, my brain is melting. Pretty Woman was nineteen ninety. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they had Salter Squeeze on that. Mm-hmm. Which does sound like it should be a B-side to Mother's Milk, now I think about it. That makes perfect sense. It's one of my favourites. Mm-hmm. has that really good... It has a guitar solo on it so good that I had to learn how to play pinched harmonics when I was a child. You know, that's where you pick a note, but at the same time you lightly touch the string afterwards yeah. with your thumb so that it then does a harmonic. You know, like when you lightly touch a string on like the 12th fret and you go, mm. boom. it's like that, but every note you touch, and then you have to move. <laughs> Not only do you need your left hand in the right fret on the right string, you need your, uh, um, your, you need your pecking hand at the right place on the string to get the right harmonic at the same time. Oh, memories. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. I can barely play a G. I mean, I can. That's really easy. (laughs) But a G7? Yeah, I can do that too. But a G6? I can do that too. I was trying to think of a chord I couldn't play. But, um, you know, generally speaking, not being big-headed, most of them. What do you call that one that's like the Jimi Hendrix chord? Is that the E7 sharpened ninth? Fuck the final. Yeah, the one that goes bang, bang, that one. No, okay, whatever. Well, no. well. um, <laughs> Don Chorus, his vocals. Yeah. Is there like a ring modulator on it or like a tremolo or something? Because he sings and it's like. I don't even know how to say it. He'll he'll he says a, every word he says. He sounds possibly like he's singing through electricity itself. All right. Such a weird noise. I was listening to it on headphones walking home last night because I made a terrible error. Mm-hmm. Which is after I watched Spider Man, I got pinged that a delivery had been made to work that was supposed to arrive on Thursday. So I decided to pick it up, and then. The only thing that came out of it is that um, I went from being 4,000 steps short on the day <laughs> to doing 18,000 steps. Jesus. Ah, you know. No. It's nothing compared to my work week. Most days I do 21,500. Mm. I did uh, hatch a couple of eggs on Pokemon Go yesterday during my run. So. Nice. <laughs> there you go. You hatched any eggs in Harry Potter that looks exactly the same as Pokemon Go, but it's uh, Harry Potter. It's port keys you open with them, and yes. Good. 
I like the fact that that was just a guess on my part, and the fact it's upset me that I was right. Yeah. You, well, you get the port keeping, you have to do a little different thing with them, and that you place it on the floor like in augmented reality in your room, mm-hmm. walk to the point that it's telling you to, and then you've got to like find things in your room, tap them, and then you get stuff. Whereas the other one, you just get I a mean, walk out of an egg. It's all good. I know we're already not interested in the slightest. Um, yeah, a, a good way to explain the whole sounding crazy. It's slightly like he's gargling water. Mm. <laughs> Maybe he had a cold or something. Um, this is something you either not didn't pick up on, but like the repetition on these songs is really impressive, but when it gets to like, uh, I'm a very rude person. Yeah. The repetition is there, but he's doing something just, just adding a little bit of spice every like four to eight bars. So it sounds the same, but then it builds at the same time. I don't actually understand how it happens. It's almost like a magic trick on that song. Cause you're like, something's in here that's changing the song to keep my attention. I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, I did not pick up on that. So. But yeah, I don't think you, as I always say, you don't listen to anything loud enough. And I know what you say to me, I'm deaf. But it's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, those, uh, yeah. I don't have the sort of facilities, I think, because I don't really have proper speakers and shit. Well, I've only got four. It's not more than I've got. I'm using bloody Bluetooth speakers and... You can put it through your, your sound bar or your telly. No. <sighs> Uh, I suppose it could. Yeah. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's you told. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um. But yeah, the uh, not the news does get horribly close to IDM, which I'm not a fan. You know, which. <coughs> The problem with IDM is it makes you think of wankers. You know, I've talked about IDM before, right? Intellectual dance music. Yeah. Bands like Board of Canada, who are like, and Aphex Twin, who are like, and Square Pusher, who are like, and everyone else (laughs) who is almost unlistenable. Oh. What's that? I can never pronounce their name. They're pretty good. I've heard of the FX Twin and I blank and everything else you just said. I mean, you know, they just sort of have spastic, crazy rhythms. I mean, mostly, when you're listening to this record, what I hear is that he still likes DJ Shadow drums from the mid-90s. You know DJ Shadow? No. Josh Davis? No, no, not good. He was a member of uh, Uncle. <laughs> Spelled with a K. You like spelling things with a K. Yeah. I've never heard of them either. Um, well, we were talking about. It. I don't listen to things till I have to. No, but it's, it's DJ Shadow. It's like one of the most influential DJs of the last, like hip hop producers of the last like thirty years. He's not even been on Shmoo. How can he be a good DJ? I know, but he, he was introduced by John Peel before a wonderful two-hour essential mix. Uh, I never listened to John Peel. 
course you didn't. You hate music. That's, that's the point I'm making. That's why we do this podcast. <laughs> yeah, know, so. To find one album that you like and I'll give up. <sighs> By that, I'll also retire the podcast. I like 1989. I think you're thinking of the song 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins. Taylor Swift one. Oh. Yeah, but you like the Ryan Adams one. He, and, he, and he raped that girl. <laughs> Taylor Swift never raped anyone. No, thank God. Oh. But I say, I've still got that, so I can still listen to that. I still enjoy it. They were both good. Still upset. Yeah, the, the most upsetting thing is I think it was the first album we ever did. Which does beg the question is, do you really like it? Or was it just like, oh, I do understand music now. And you just gave up straight no, I've, away. I've listened to them, well, both of those a lot since then. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But it's all you listen to. No, actually, to be fair, the album I listen to most... Um, the soundtrack is, to Lost Boys. No, it's because uh, I use it when I'm running, um, is uh, Toxicity by System of a Down. Hmm. I listen to that a lot. I mean... I haven't listened to it in about 15 years, mm. but uh, only because I'm old. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. no, children's music. <laughs> What's that really good song on that? Uh, the one that goes, bounce, pogo, 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 okay, pogo, well, pogo, bounce, pogo, 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 bounce, pogo, 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 bounce, pogo, 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 up, down. It's good for rent. I mean, I see that. Yeah. But Chop Suey's on it, so, you know, that's it. Yeah. I'd just put Chop Suey on a, on yeah, a loop. The prison song, the first one's good. That's probably the best one on there. Don't remember it. Yeah. I've got it. It's possibly sitting on that pile. There's not much in the pile anymore, but I feel like it might be there. I'll take your word for it. What was that one? Um, oh, no, I'm mixing. I'm not. I like Toxicity. I no, like their first. No, cause, no yeah, because. Their that? first one had a couple of good tracks on it. But I'm no, mixing up. Mixing them up as well now. I don't. I'm mixing up BY the one that that double album they released, Mesmerize uh, and Hypnotize. Hypnotize, yeah, that's, yeah, mixing them up. because yeah. um, that has uh, violent pornography and BYOB choking between the and sodomy. I mean, you know, the kind of shit you get on your TV. I don't know. That's a. I don't really. <laughs> oh, well, he's, he's wrong there. I mean, I don't watch porn on my TV. Not going to tell you any of my notes for the acts because they're my usual pompous weird ones that I don't understand anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Impossible Knots turns into Swans. But the bass reminds me of Minio Crusaders. You're a fan of those guys? Oh, absolutely. I've got all, all of their... Um Three albums. Oh, so close to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How impressed would you have been if I'd got that right? Um, they're a wonderful band from Japan that do, uh, they play uh, classic Japanese folk songs, but they uh, interpret them uh, in world music. So they'll do one salsa and they'll do one Latin. Mm. Well, You're like, I couldn't care less. You go, know, they're I'm, actually pretty good. And I quickly download those right now. Well, um, I own one track by them. Oh. Is this going to play where I want it to play? I can't hear shit. No, it's not playing it. Play anything. How dare it? It's rude. Not a... And what's, what, what is this? 
This is uh, Minio Crusaders and their song Koshimoto Bushi. Let's skip it in a bit so you can <laughs> yes, get an right. idea. It's almost like yeah. what if William Onyeabo, you remember him? I used to play oh. him all the time for you. Um, what if William Onyeabo was from Japan? <laughs> you mean he's not? <laughs> You're like, I don't know any what what's happening. Oh, um, he's always my second choice on Street Fighter. He's he's very good. It's uh, his uh, knowledge of synths. It's a. Uh, yeah. Nigerian funk, isn't it? Is that, is that where he's from? Or am I being racist? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Runway Away is a wonderful finish. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is the second best Tom York album, taking into account uh, Atoms for Peace as well. Mm. There you go. Eraser is his best album. Okay. Because that features Black Swan. We all love Black Swan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I uh, agree from that this one. is the second out uh, best, and then it's Atoms for Peace, and yeah. then it's All Tomorrow's Boxes. Mm-hmm. All Tomorrow's Boxes that features the wonderfully titled song "You Wouldn't Like Me When I'm Angry." <laughs> I will take your word for it. I believe after the album came out, he went, "Oh, I've got this one too." And just released a bonus track because I have that on Bandcamp. Mm. Next to Minio Raiders. Well, I'm not alphabetized. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes did an impression of Tom York then. He has got very droopy in old age. <laughs> there was certain points in that thing where he was about to sort of. He was looking over something, mm-hmm. and it was just like, "Wow, he's just doing a golem." It was, uh, <laughs> it was really quite odd. Um, I, su- I suppose before we sort of tidy up or you know finish up, we should probably talk about the little movie a bit more because I haven't really t- mentioned it at all. Yeah. So, um, starts off with some very weird choreography on the train. I like it a which lot. I did. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah. Um, and then gets progressively weirder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for Paul Thomas Anderson, it's very strange because he's quite straightforward. Yeah. I mean, I say he did the daydreaming video from Moon Shaped Pool. And uh, I think I sent you a link to it at one point. Mm. But that's just the one where it's like, it's a dreamscape, but it'd be like you walk out that door. Yeah. But then you walk through into like, you know, a Starbucks mm. and you look confused because you walked into a Starbucks and not into your hallway. So you turn around and then walk back out, but you don't walk back into this room. You walk into another room. It's sort of like some sort of David Lynchian. I could have probably missed his first name out. Some sort of Lynchian kind of, you know, dream logic of just getting yeah. trapped in a million different places at once. 
Mm. And so he's just walking through people's houses, and they're all like, what the fuck are you doing? And they'll walk through another room, and then come out in someone else's, and it's like, it's good. Yeah. But yeah, for Paul Thomas Anderson, this is odd, even for him. Is it as good as his work with Fiona Apple on her cover version of... um, God, what's that song? Around the Universe? You know, it's a cover of the Beatles song. He did mm. did it for uh, Pleasantville back in the day. Mm, no. Anyway, it's it's uh, th- yeah. that video is very good because she's like tied to the camera. That right. sounds bad. She's sitting perfectly in front of the camera, yeah. singing. You can see everything behind her, but as the camera moves around the scene, she doesn't move. But it's not green screen, right? And then slowly the place they're in gets destroyed. And then a very, you know, middle-aged John C. Riley jumps through a window and throws a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. John C. Riley, most of his work was done with Paul Thomas Anderson back in the day, obviously. Mm. Seymour, a.k.a. Hard Eight, uh, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, all those early ones. Which is insane, because, you know, he was in Casualties of War with Michael J. Fox in, like, 1985. But there's a big break between his first and, like... Uh, (gasps) Anyway, Paul Thomas Anson. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, then... Weird choreography. Yeah. uh, And a need for his... Is it his lunchbox, or is it the woman's lunchbox? It's the woman's lunchbox. Then he seems... Right, so he grabs it to go and give it back to her. Mm -hmm. Then they end up on a... A roof with it. I see a roof because it's slanted, so it's not. It's like a roof, but it's not a roof. But I just for some reason just now called it a roof. Yeah, no, no. It's like a forty-five degree angle, yeah. like panel. And but at times, much like is it the first Evil Dead film where they obviously filmed it on a hill yeah. and the car parks, and then he gets out of the car and he's standing at a weird angle. Yeah, because the camera's shot, oh. you know, at ninety degrees to the hill. Yeah. So it looks like the car's on a flat, but he's leaning forward just odd. I think it's the first one. And it's that, basically. So it's people sliding because of gravity. Yeah. While... While he's trying to walk up it and then... And then peek over it like he's bloody Kilroy. Yeah. I think it's the second time in two weeks I've mentioned Kilroy, actually, which is really I weird. I couldn't think of the name earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's who it was. <laughs> uh, that's why I just went with Gollum, because I couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. But yeah, that was who I was trying to think of. <laughs> so well done for remembering the name, because I didn't remember it last time. Either. No. Uh, well, I've never actually seen it written. Just someone told me that's what people wrote next to it. Yeah. And I think, and here's the thing, so I only ever think of it, but not as what it is. It was from, I think it was a, uh, the day-to-day, uh-huh. where they sort of mimicked it at some point. You know, with the guy that's in day-to-day, who's got the big nose. Yeah, yeah. British comedian thing. Yeah, he sort of mimicked something, doing like a live version of it, and was some sort of political satire thing. So every time I think of Kilroy, mm-hmm. even though I know it's the whole thing over the wall, I think of him first. And it's got really nothing to do with it other than he was kind of parodying it. Parodying yeah. it but live. Live. He was a live political 
satirist cartoonist, but without cartoons. I can't remember what it was from day to day, but it's, that's what I think of first. Yes. David, oh, what's yeah. his name? No. Oh, what's David something? Yeah. Begins with an S. Because he was also in the Friday and Saturday Night Armistice with... Uh, He's also the guy at the beginning of 28 Days Later that says, don't release the monkeys. They're filled with rage. And then he gets torn to shreds. (laughs) Isn't always the way. Rage-filled monkeys. (laughs) I need to piss so bad. I know I'm off mic, everyone. I will tell you his name. David Schneider. Nice. There we go. I was so close. Great work, credits, Gene. Well done, David Schneider. For um, being killed by those monkeys. And being the lead singer of the B-52s. <sighs> Rock lobster. <laughs> I'm going to kiss your dad. It's my favorite thing he's ever done. No, you ever heard that? No. Um, if you listen to Love Shack, I think there's an episode of Pump Up the Jams about it. You know, Demi did you eBay? And they get the stems... You know what I mean? So it's like the individual tracks as they were recorded. Yeah. And one of them is just crowd noise. But it's obviously just the band recording crowd noise. They yeah. never crowd them. That's insane. And Fred is in the background. And just every now and then just goes, I want to kiss your dad! <laughs> in a very threatening way. <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I love it. Um... So yeah, oh, then he gets the woman. Yeah. Uh, after falling down the thing, and they they, uh, they uh, roll against a wall for a while. Uh, yeah, but really well because yes. they there's lots of hands on faces to show they care, but they're sort of pushing each other away, but also pulling them in. Yeah. But by this point, this is where I'm like, oh, this you know relationship of his ended terribly because he seems to be pushing her away, pulling her towards him simultaneously. Yeah. As they tumble away from each other and towards each other. Mm. Yeah. And you go, oh, no. <laughs> oh, we missed that uh, weird bit, which oh. looks like it was shot in like geezer or something. And he's running around and it looks like they're projecting pictures onto like pyramids. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, or, like they're on big blocks, but I feel like it's shot in the desert somewhere. Yeah, because oh, he's climbing up. Yeah. Yeah. And that is neither Prague nor France from a glance. Unless it's that really cool theme park where they have all the medieval armour and stuff. I went with my dad in 2007. It's great. Yeah. Where's that? Um, I won't put it on the podcast, but I will ask my sister and I will send you a link. It's God. great. Absolutely fantastic. Mm. I won't go again. Let's. Because you literally yeah. sit in a coliseum and just see people smash each other to bits. Mm, with mace. I like a mace. Yeah, there's maces. Cool. There's James Maces. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, unacceptable. No, hate Masons. They're not like. Um. Yeah, and then doesn't she get on a bus or something, and they and they separate, yeah, and then it and ends. He gets on the bus as well and falls asleep. Because like my one of my notes were is he's going to miss his stop. Well, I, isn't it suggesting he's going to fall asleep and then when he wakes up, that's where he started? Oh, yes, it's going to be the whole yeah. head thing talking about for him. Because of the routine yeah. and the claustrophobia of being around people and yeah. not being able to find the one you want, then finding the one you want, pushing her away, and then doing it all over again. Yeah. Tell me. Depressing. Ugh. But good. 
Yes, it was very enjoyable. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a good 15 minutes. Well spent. Indeed. Highly recommend it. And also, if you don't like the album, yeah. and you don't want to li- watch the visuals particularly, I would very quickly sequence those three tracks in order. Yeah. Because it, it works as a very good EP. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> what song is that again? It's in in, in the news, in news traffic and door course. course. Yeah. So yeah, those three, and you know what? They're right. They were right to pick those three songs because I think they're the ones I'm going to listen to over and over again. The I didn't really. I think I like Don Chorus. Mm-hmm. I think um, I say in the news I didn't write anything about it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and traffic, traffic was one of the opening tracks, and I didn't like it very much. But watching. Anima. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Enema? Enema. <laughs> oh, I watched the wrong thing. Oh, shit. We're gonna, uh, that's our own remix of the album. <laughs> so many fart noises. Oh, you know that or it's a terrible review. <laughs> One word, Enema. It's, it's, the sh- it's the modern day shit sandwich. <laughs> there you go. Oh, why did I think of that before we started this? <laughs> well, you haven't actually done your review yet, so there oh. you go. Well, you go. well, well, you, but, we, but we have, that, but we haven't. Really. Even then, I can't because it was again. Yeah, it's good, but yeah, it's good, but not, but good, but not. I mean, yeah, no, but I get it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. no, I get it. You like you like your songs happy at all times, yeah. like you're having love injected into your eyes. I wouldn't say that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, you literally earlier in this podcast said that music should be happy. I mean, you literally it should said that. be, but that's why I don't listen to it because I don't want to be. <laughs> that's why I don't listen to music. Hmm. We'll have to figure out. We'll have to come up with a new type of music just for you <sighs> that you would play to others to experience, to show how you feel. I wouldn't. <laughs> well, I know because you still haven't made that thirty-second song that's better better than Nathan Dappy would do, and that's four years now. <sighs> You, you, you promised you'd have that ready for the next week. I could fart into a microphone. That's better than Anthony Dappy could do. I mean, you say that. You've literally said that on this podcast three times and still if, haven't But I just know how annoyed you'd get to me, at me right now if I farted on this microphone. So I'm not going to do it. Well, no, it's only going to be for you because you're going to have shit particles in your beard for the rest of your life. <sighs> but even then, it's gonna, it, again, it's gonna, you're going to smell it in this room for a little while and you're going to get annoyed. Well, yeah, that's not going to be ideal, but what I'm saying is <laughs> you're literally going to put shit particles into your own mouth. <laughs> and maybe that's a metaphor for your life, but that ain't a metaphor for mine. It's pretty much what Daffy did to my ears. Yeah, true story. More like drappy. <laughs> Crappy. More <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember anything about that album other than I hate it I don't know <laughs> that's fine you know I'll tell you here's a thing this is not related to music at all mm-hmm. but I now suffer PTSD um, that's because you work in hotels I no it's not about hotels at all I am still having horrible flashbacks to that episode of uh, Highway Evan that we watched oh, oh that is still what was that called Willy Wally I can't remember yeah but it was um, Wally Dick Van Dyke talk about mm-hmm. molestation. I still have horrible flashbacks to that episode. Every now and again, it'll just cross my mind, and I'll be like, "Oh God, you were oh. a child who was raped." What? 
<laughs> not by a faffet. Mm. Uh, not by anything. But definitely not by a faffet, I don't think. But, oh, every now and again, it just it pops in my head and I'm just horrified. So and you it, should it, be. It's just, um, yeah, highway to heaven PTSD. It's like <sighs> CSI, apparently. That's just one episode. I can't watch any more. I mean, nothing else, possibly, within that <laughs> series could... <laughs> could broach those subjects could it oh. i mean let's be thanks i mean michael landon got so sick while making it and then died yeah that victor victor french yeah 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 just literally gets all his powers powers so they can carry the show on because he just gets cancer and dies in real life Oof. So you go, oh, it doesn't matter how much you believe. Look, are you trying to do the Lord's work? It's not working because he fucking hates what you're so doing. Even God was just like, oh, God. The that's... ultimate critic. Um, <laughs> I see, think that uh, God. Not everyone's been molested, my God. that child molester episode or whatever, or the molestation episode, God definitely blamed Michael Landon and not Dick Van Dyke because he's still going strong. So even God was just like, yeah, it's Landon's fault. Yeah. Get him. Get him. <laughs> Canker, get him. It's like just a wee little crab. Yeah. <laughs> Canker crab. Uh, <sighs> scuttles off sideways. Oh, score it a five? Or twelve? Or one hundred and nine? <laughs> whatever you want. I would give it. Um out of out of um eleven uh-huh. eighty five. <laughs> eighty five out of eleven. Um, no, I'll agree with uh, the yep. Metacritic one, yeah. yeah. 85 out of 11. Nice. I think you're actually reviewing it. No, no, because I'm more like 9. I was going like, no, 4 out of 5, so I'm only at 8. You're higher than me, shockingly. Mm. And you did, were not impressed. <laughs> no, I, I, I uh, understand why it's good. Yeah. But it's just, I know that I'm not going to listen to it again. But I get it. It's, it's like OK Computer. I get why... That is sort of seen as the best album yeah, yeah. ever. I totally get it. I really understand it. And I've probably listened, I'll, I'll listen to that more than I'll ever listen to this again. But it's just, I know it's it's not for me. No, but you know what it actually is, right? It came out in 97. The internet was only really just starting and it was popular and it got yeah. so many votes because it had just started. But even uh, but It could never be beaten. But even then though, just listen to it. I get why it's good. I oh, know, I know why it's good. It's just not, it's not the best album of all time. It's not even the best Radiohead album. Yeah. In Rainbows is the best. Uh, I'll disagree with you there. Well, you know. It is. It's but then, right. as I say, I, my opinion doesn't count. So it's Exa- well, the thing is, this is the terrible thing about being a critic. No one's opinion counts about anything. If you like it, you like it. If you hate yeah. it, you hate it. That's fine. There is no, the, this is not a fascist regime. You know yeah. what I mean? Do what you want. Are you the only person that likes Little Men starring Marlon Wayans? Do you find it really funny after he rapes that woman as a baby? That's fine. <laughs> that was a thing, what? There's a Marlon Wayans movie yeah. where he's a ter- uh, where, where he's a uh, a criminal. Yeah. He's a uh, but he's like a foot tall. And so to get away from the police, he disguises himself as a baby. Makes sense, I suppose. With hilarious consequences, including <laughs> the rape of a woman. The 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 he he rapes her uh, orally, or like he he makes her orgasm with his mouth, but 
uh, but she believes her it's her husband doing it. So you know, there's non-consent. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, yeah. "That's the, you were the best ever." And then the baby licks its lips. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm never watching that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's wrong on so many awful levels. <laughs> oh. And with that, cheese it. Yeah, cheese it. We don't really cheese it on these ones, but oh. I can never remember how to hang up. Um, so hang up? No, we're not even on the phone with each other. I can see you.